George Floyd protests shut down COVID-19 testing sites. International Business Times a day ago. Anonymous view COVID-19 testing sites across the US are shutting down temporarily amid the wave of violent protests and riots happening in the streets. Alaska gives arriving travelers the option of virus test. Washington Times six hours ago. Anonymous View Alaska is giving people who travel to the state the option to be tested for COVID-19 rather than having to quarantine for 14 days. COVID-19 pandemic and racial unrest tests black clergy on dual fronts. The New Zealand two hours ago. Anonymous view for black clergy across the United States, the past 10 days have been a tumultuous test of their stamina and their skills. For weeks, they had. COVID-19 in Latin America, a political risk tsunami in the making? Forbes two hours ago anonymous view. Companies operating in the region will have to contend with an unprecedented wave of political risk triggered by the pandemic, including civil unrest, political uncertainty, and Davidson County Sheriff's Office reports one inmate testing positive for COVID-19. WKRN two days ago anonymous view. Davidson County Sheriff's Office officials told News 2 that one inmate is currently testing positive for COVID-19 and 21 have recovered. As of now, they said. COVID-19 questions answered. Dr. Dave Nidder explains the latest on testing. CBS Boston a day ago anonymous view. Nidder talked about what steps people can take to get the most accurate antibody test. CBS 4 single quote s Brian Mars interviews protesters in Denver see the interviews that took. COP COVID-19 testing site closed Thursday. As rumored protests are planned for the Santa Clarita Valley Los Angeles County's COVID-19 testing site at College of the Canyons has been closed for the riot. Minnesota protests challenged contact tracing of COVID-19. Start Tribune a day ago anonymous view. Tracking down people exposed to the COVID-19 virus could get tougher following civil unrest. Protesters encouraged to seek testing. Contact traces concerned police tracking protesters will hurt COVID-19 aid. Knit three days ago anonymous view. Police in Minnesota say they've started contact tracing demonstrators. That's created a trust problem for medical workers in the pandemic. State recommends COVID-19 tests for Minnesota protesters. Start Tribune two days ago anonymous view. State health officials say such mass gatherings could be breeding grounds for COVID-19, though outdoor air could lessen the risk. Minnesota is now using contact tracing to track protesters, as demonstrations escalate. BGR four days ago anonymous view. Minnesota protests are continuing to escalate and inspire similar demonstrations around the country in the wake of police killing an unarmed Minneapolis man this week named. Coronavirus contact tracing is being used to track Minnesota protests. Tweetdown four days ago anonymous view. Protesters have taken to the streets around the country to express their anger in a multitude of ways, and with so many events happening around the how digital contact tracing for COVID-19 could worsen inequality. Human Rights Watch four hours ago. Anonymous view amid protests against racism and police brutality in Minneapolis. Minnesota Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington likened police investigations of arrested protesters and their associates to conduct. Minnesota official alarms privacy advocates with contact tracing comments. Coindesk two days ago anonymous view. 
Comments from a Minnesota official comparing law enforcement to contact tracing alerted privacy activists to the dangers of misusing COVID-19 health data. Local doctor raises concerns over COVID-19 contact tracing amid nationwide protests. CBS Boston a day ago on Anonymous View. With large gatherings and protests happening around the country, the big question is, could there be a resurgence of COVID-19, and how could it impact communities? George Floyd death, Minnesota governor expresses concern for COVID-19 contact tracing amid mass protests. Global News three days ago anonymous view. Minnesota governor expresses concern for COVID-19 contact tracing amid mass protests video online, on globalnews.ca. De Blasio rebuked in letter from staffers privacy concerns may complicate contact tracing upstate regions cleared for outdoor. Politico 12 hours ago anonymous view. You can review our privacy policy to find out more about the cookies we use. Protests that have taken to the streets of New York for. Protests reducing COVID-19 testing could be giving the virus another head start. Wavy three days ago anonymous view. Protests erupting across the nation over the past week and law enforcement's response to them are threatening to upend efforts by health officials too. De Blasio rebuked in letter from staffers privacy concerns may complicate contact tracing upstate regions cleared for outdoor. Politico 12 hours ago anonymous view. You can review our privacy policy to find out more about the cookies we use. Protests that have taken to the streets of New York for 800 American members to help with contact tracing. CBS Boston two days ago anonymous view. They will help determine who has been exposed to coronavirus and reduce the time between exposure and testing. George Floyd protests amid coronavirus pandemic, ad urges use of fatty masks, social distancing. AL.com three days ago anonymous view. Protests turned violent overnight after demonstrations in Birmingham, Alabama, in the wake of the death of Minnesotan George Floyd. He died when the police officer restrained. Epidemiologists call for widespread contact tracing as soon as possible amid COVID-19 pandemic. Fox 6 Milwaukee two days ago anonymous view. A new report from the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy, CIDRAP, at the University of Minnesota, is calling for immediate expansion of contact tracing. Maryland launches campaign promoting importance of contact tracing. As the number of coronavirus cases in Maryland continues to climb, the state's health department is launching a new campaign to educate people about the importance. Summary of COVID-19 Specific Practices Contact tracing will be conducted for close contacts any individual within 6 feet of an infected person for at least 15 minutes of laboratory confirmed or probable COVID-19 patients. Remote communications for the purposes of case investigation and contact tracing should be prioritized. In-person communication may be considered only after remote options have been exhausted. Testing is recommended for all close contacts of confirmed or probable COVID-19 patients. Those contacts who test positive, symptomatic or asymptomatic should be managed as a confirmed COVID-19 case. Asymptomatic contacts testing negative should self-quarantine for 14 days from their last exposure, that is, close encounter with confirmed or probable COVID-19 case. 
If testing is not available, symptomatic close contacts should self-isolate and be managed as a probable COVID-19 case. If testing is not available, asymptomatic close contacts should self-quarantine and be monitored for 14 days after their last exposure, with linkage to clinical care for those who develop symptoms. For COVID-19, a close contact is defined as any individual who was within 6 feet of an infected person for at least 15 minutes starting from 2 days before illness onset or, for asymptomatic patients, two days prior to positive specimen collection until the time the patient is isolated. The public health evaluation of close contacts to patients with laboratory confirmed or probable COVID the 19th of May vary depending on the exposure setting. Contacts in special populations and or congregate settings require additional considerations and may need handoff to a senior health department investigator or special team. Additional guidance on managing these contacts can be found in outbreak investigations. Close contact evaluation and monitoring priorities. In jurisdictions with testing capacity, symptomatic and asymptomatic close contacts to patients with confirmed and probable COVID-19 should be evaluated and monitored. For areas with insufficient testing support and or limited public health resources, the following evaluation and monitoring hierarchy box 4 can be used to help guide prioritization. The hierarchy is based on the assumption that if close contacts listed in priority 1 become infected, they could potentially expose many people, those at high risk for severe disease or critical infrastructure workers. If close contacts in priority to become infected, they may be at higher risk for severe disease, so prompt notification, monitoring, and linkage to needed medical and support services is important. When prioritizing close contacts to evaluate and monitor, jurisdictions should be guided by the local characteristics of disease transmission, demographics, and public health and healthcare system capacity. Some states require mandatory testing for specific circumstances. Local decisions depend on local guidance and circumstances. Box 4. Close contact evaluation and monitoring hierarchy. Evaluate monitor close contacts who are Priority 1 hospitalized patients Healthcare personnel, HCP, first responders, for example, EMS, law enforcement, firefighters. Individuals living, working or visiting acute care, skilled nursing, mental health, and long-term care facilities. Individuals living, working or visiting community congregate settings, for example, correctional facilities, homeless shelters, educational institutions, mass gatherings, and workplaces including production plants, member of a large household living in close quarters. Individuals who live in households with a higher risk individual or who provide care in a household with a higher risk individual. Note. Household members who likely had extensive contact with a patient with COVID-19 should constitute the highest risk close contacts. Priority to critical infrastructure workers. Individuals 65 years of age and older. Individuals at high risk for severe disease. Pregnant women priority 3. Individuals with symptoms who do not meet any of the above categories. 
priority for individuals without symptoms who do not meet any of the above categories. Consider moving to priority 1 any critical infrastructure worker who works closely with other critical infrastructure workers and or is in close contact with large numbers of people, for example. Transportation, food service. Contact tracers use clear protocols to notify, interview, and advise close contacts to patients with confirmed or probable COVID-19. Jurist a close contact to a patient with confirmed or probable COVID-19 should be notified of their exposure as soon as possible within 24 hours of contact elicitation. The patient may elect to notify some or all of their close contacts before the contact tracer. The identity of the patient or other identifying information will not be revealed, alluded to, or confirmed by the contact tracer. The identity of the patient or other contacts can be notified through different channels such as phone, text, email, or in person if appropriate in the primary language of the individual. Special consideration should be given to ensure culturally and linguistically appropriate communications, if possible. The protocol should clearly outline the primary and secondary means of notifying a contact. Protocols should be in place to provide services to people who are deaf or who have hearing loss. Depending on the information elicited during the case investigation, locating information for the contact may be insufficient. Tips on additional resources that may be used to obtain missing locating information can be found in Appendix B. Every effort should be made to reach the contact remotely before attempting in person. Communication. Who will conduct contact notification in your jurisdiction? For example, case investigators, other public health staff, volunteers. How will you collaborate to transfer contact information from one jurisdiction to another to ensure notification of exposure for contacts outside of your jurisdiction? How, how can your jurisdiction incorporate existing or new technology, e.g., mobile app, into a contact tracer's workflow to speed up contact notification? When is in-person notification needed? Contact tracers expected to perform in-person notification need appropriate training on infection prevention and control practices, and must obtain any necessary P prior to conducting in-person activities. Will contact tracers be asked to notify a client's household contacts known contacts, or will the client be asked to make these notifications? This. How will notification of exposure be handled for minors? If an entire household is exposed, will there be one point of contact for the household, or separate contacts for every household member? How will a contact tracer follow up with a contact, if the client makes the notification? How will you work with employers, when many contacts are within a work setting? Step 2. Contact interview. Every effort should be made to interview the close contact by telephone, text, or video conference instead of in person. The interview should be conducted in the individual's primary language, through interpretation services, if necessary. Foreign person interviews, guidance on recommended infection prevention and control practices at a home, or non-home residential setting. Appendix C includes critical data elements that can be incorporated into a jurisdiction's form used to interview contacts to assess symptoms, better characterize their underlying risk for infection, and assess home and social factors that could impact compliance with self-quarantine. Operational questions to consider. 
If a contact needs to be interviewed via an interpreter, how will those services be accessed? How will your jurisdiction navigate confidentiality challenges when the calendar date of an exposure easily reveals who may have exposed a contact to COVID-19? What steps will be taken if a contact is unwilling or unable to be interviewed or cannot be located? Top of page step 2A, testing and quarantine isolation instructions. Close contacts with symptoms should immediately self-isolate and be referred for testing and medical care. Contacts with no primary healthcare provider will need linkage to telemedicine or phone consultation. Close contacts with no symptoms will be asked to self-quarantine for 14 days from their last potential exposure. The last potential exposure would initially be determined by the case investigator. If resources permit, jurisdictions should arrange for the testing of all close contacts, as appropriate. If positive, the contact will be referred to a case investigator. If negative, a symptomatic close contact should continue to self-quarantine for a full 14 days after last exposure and follow all recommendations of public health authorities. If negative, symptomatic close contacts should continue to self-quarantine and follow all recommendations of public health authorities. A second test and additional medical consultation may be needed if symptoms do not improve. If testing is not available, symptomatic close contacts should be advised to self-isolate and be managed as a probable case. Self-isolation is recommended for people with probable or confirmed COVID-19 who have mild illness and are able to recover at home. Contacts should be educated about COVID-19 symptoms to monitor for and be instructed to promptly report any new symptoms to public health authorities and seek medical care when necessary. Guidance is available on critical infrastructure workers who may have had exposure to a person with suspected or confirmed COVID-19. To ensure continuity of operations of essential functions, IDC advises that critical infrastructure workers may be permitted to continue working following potential exposure to COVID-19, provided they remain asymptomatic and additional precautions are implemented to protect them and the community. navigate confidentiality challenges when the calendar date of an exposure easily reveals who may have exposed a contact to COVID-19. What steps will be taken if a contact is unwilling or unable to be interviewed or cannot be located? Top of page, step 2a, testing and quarantine isolation instructions. Close contacts with symptoms should immediately self-isolate and be referred for testing and medical care. Contacts with no primary health care provider will need linkage to telemedicine or phone. Consultation. Close contacts with no symptoms will be asked to self-quarantine for 14 days from their last. Potential exposure. The last potential exposure would initially be determined by the case investigator. If resources permit, jurisdictions should arrange for the testing of all close contacts as appropriate. 
If positive, the contact will be referred to a case investigator. If negative, asymptomatic close contacts should continue to self-quarantine for a full 14 days after last. Exposure and follow all recommendations of public health authorities. If negative, symptomatic close contacts should continue to self-quarantine and follow all recommendations of public health authorities. A second test and additional medical consultation may be needed if symptoms do not improve. If testing is not available, symptomatic close contacts should be advised to self-isolate and be managed as a probable case. Self-isolation is recommended for people with probable or confirmed COVID-19 who have mild illness and are able to recover at home. Contacts should be educated about COVID-19 symptoms to monitor for and be instructed to promptly report any new symptoms to public health authorities and seek medical care when necessary. CDC guidance is available on critical infrastructure workers who may have had exposure to a person with suspected or confirmed COVID-19 to ensure continuity of operations of essential functions. CDC advises that critical infrastructure workers may be permitted to continue working following potential exposure to COVID-19, provided they remain asymptomatic and additional precautions are implemented to protect them and the community. Any decisions should be made in the context of local circumstances. CDC guidance is also available on asymptomatic health care providers with a recognized COVID-19 exposure. They might be permitted to work in a crisis capacity strategy to address staffing shortages if they wear a face mask for source control for 14 days after the exposure. Any decisions should be made in the context of local circumstances. Sample instructions for close contacts. Self-quarantine. Preferably at home until 14 days after last potential exposure and maintain social distance. At least 6 feet from others at all times. Follow CDC guidance on self-quarantine. Self-monitor daily for symptoms. Note, include instructions on how close contacts can report symptoms to the health department and agreed. Upon reporting times, closing square bracket. If you have a thermometer, check and record your temperature twice a day. Contact a healthcare provider immediately if you feel feverish or have a temperature of 100.4 to the power of 0 F or higher. Develop a cough or shortness of breath. Develop mild symptoms like sore throat, muscle aches, tiredness or diarrhea. Avoid contact with people at high risk for severe illness, unless they live in the same home and had same exposure as you. Dot. Follow CDC guidance if you develop symptoms. Operational questions to consider. Under what circumstances will quarantine be mandatory? Under public health orders, as opposed to voluntary, who will be referred for testing? E. G. 
symptomatic, asymptomatic, and how, e, g. Testing site home test kit. Question mark. How will contacts be checked against databases of already confirmed cases to ensure if they are not already in self-isolation? Will contact traces be collecting diagnostic respiratory specimens? How will contacts be monitored for self-quarantine compliance? What services are available in the community to support workers who need to stay home and self-quarantine? How can your jurisdiction incorporate technology? such as a mobile app or online tool to assist with active monitoring of close contacts. E.g. Symptom reporting temperature checks. Question mark. What services are available in... Overview on April 10th. 2020 Google and Apple announced a joint effort to enable the use of Bluetooth technology to help governments and health agencies reduce the spread of COVID-19 through contact tracing, with user privacy and security core to the design. Since that announcement, stakeholders including developers, consumers, health agencies, and governments have reached out with questions. This document serves to address these questions and provide more clarity and transparency in the process. 1. What is conventional contact tracing and how does it work? Conventional contact tracing is a technique used by public health authorities to measure and slow the spread of infectious diseases. It requires manually gathering information from infected individuals about the people they've previously been in contact with. These people can then be notified by public health authorities to take appropriate safety measures, such as undertaking self-quarantine and getting tested to break the chain of transmission. While this process will continue to be important to contact tracing efforts, we believe the system we developed can alleviate some of the challenges with this process. First there is a significant organizational burden from a manual process, as many public health workers are needed to perform these tasks. Second, the process can be as slow as it requires finding and interviewing infected individuals and then reaching out and talking to their high-risk contacts, all of whom may not be able to remember or know all of the people that they came in contact with in the past days to weeks. 2. Can contact tracing help with slowing COVID-19? Yes. Contact tracing has been used to slow down transmission for many infectious diseases in the past. Each contact tracing effort is unique in some ways as they manage the specific challenges of individual infectious diseases. Governments, public health authorities, and NGOs around the world are starting to deploy contact tracing as a valuable tool for managing the COVID-19 pandemic. 3. How can technology augment conventional contact tracing? Technology can play an important role in those efforts. Mobile devices can be used in an automated and scalable way to help determine who has been exposed to a person that later reports a positive diagnosis of COVID-19. For example, they can be used to send a rapid notification to the exposed person with instructions on next steps. These notifications may be beneficial by alerting an exposed individual faster than they would be notified via conventional contact tracing. They will enable public health authorities to contact and provide guidance to the individual and, where appropriate, 
include them in conventional contact tracing efforts. Using digital exposure notifications is new and individual health authorities are determining how they best fit into their own public health systems. Exposure notification, frequently asked questions information subject to copyright. All rights reserved. 2. For what have Apple and Google announced as a technology solution and how does it work? On April 10, 2020, Google and Apple announced a two-phase exposure notification solution that uses Bluetooth technology on mobile devices to aid in contact tracing efforts. Both phases of the solution harness the power of Bluetooth technology to aid in exposure notification. Once enabled, users' devices will regularly send out a beacon via Bluetooth that includes a random Bluetooth identifier basically, a string of random numbers that aren't tied to a user's identity and change every 10 to 20 minutes for additional protection. Other phones will be listening for these beacons and broadcasting theirs as well. When each phone receives another beacon, it will record and securely store that beacon on the device. At least once per day, the system will download a list of the keys for the beacons that have been verified as belonging to people confirmed as positive for COVID-19. Each device will check the list of beacons it has recorded against the list downloaded from the server. If there is a match between the beacons stored on the device and the positive diagnosis list, the user may be notified and advised on steps to take next. To power this solution in the first phase, both companies will release application programming interfaces APIs, that allow contact tracing apps from public health authorities to work across Android and iOS devices, while maintaining user privacy. These apps from public health authorities will be available for users to download via their respective app stores. Once the app is launched, the user will then need to consent to the terms and conditions before the program is active. The companies plan to make these APIs available in May. In the second phase, available in the coming months, this capability will be introduced at the operating system level to help ensure broad adoption, which is vital to the success of contact tracing. After the operating system update is installed and the user has opted in, the system will send out and listen for the Bluetooth beacons as in the first phase, but without requiring an app to be installed. If a match is detected the user will be notified, and if the user has not already downloaded an official public health authority app they will be prompted to download an official app and advised on next steps. Only public health authorities will have access to this technology and their apps must meet specific criteria around privacy, security, and data control. If at some point a user is positively diagnosed with COVID-19, he or she can work with the health authority to report that diagnosis within the app, and with their consent their beacons will then added to the positive diagnosis list. User identity will not be shared with other users, Apple, and Google as part of this process. Exposure notification, frequently asked questions information subject to copyright. All rights reserved. 3. 5. How will the system protect user privacy and security? Google and Apple put user privacy at the forefront of this exposure notification technology's design and have established strict guidelines to ensure that privacy is safeguarded. Each user will have to make an explicit choice to turn on the technology. It can also be turned on by the user at any time. Exposure notification, frequently asked questions information subject to copyright. All rights reserved.
4. This system does not collect location data from your device, and does not share the identities of other users to each other, Google or Apple. The user controls all data they want to share, and the decision to share it. Random Bluetooth identiers rotate every 10 to 20 minutes, to help prevent tracking. Exposure notification is only done on device and under the user's control. In addition people who test positive are not identified by the system to other users, or to Apple or Google. The system is only used for contact tracing by public health authorities apps. Google and Apple will disable the exposure notification system on a regional basis when it is no longer needed. A can I turn it off? Yes. The choice to use this technology rests with the user, and he or she can turn it off at any time by uninstalling the contact tracing application or turning off exposure notification in settings. 6. Will governments have access to the information facilitated by this technology? The goal of this project is to assist public health authorities in their efforts to fight COVID-19 by enabling exposure notification in a privacy-preserving manner and the system is designed so that the identities of the people a device comes in contact with are protected. Access to the technology will be granted only to public health authorities. Their apps must meet specific criteria around privacy, security, and data control. The Public Health Authority app will be able to access a list of beacons provided by users confirmed as positive for COVID-19 who have consented to sharing them. The system was also designed so that Apple and Google do not have access to information related to any specific individual. 7. Where is the data stored and who has access to it? If a user decides to participate, exposure notification data will be stored and processed on device. Other than the random Bluetooth identifiers that are broadcast, no data will be shared by the system with public health authority apps unless one of the following two scenarios takes place, if a user chooses to report a positive diagnosis of COVID-19 to their contact tracing app, the user's most recent keys to their Bluetooth beacons will be added to the positive diagnosis list shared by the public health authority so that other users who came in contact with those beacons can be alerted. If a user is notified through their app that they have come into contact with an individual who is positive for COVID-19 then the system will share the day the contact exposure notification, frequently asked questions information subject to copyright. All rights reserved. 5. Occurred, how long it lasted and the Bluetooth signal strength of that contact. Any other information about the contact will not be shared. In keeping with our privacy guidelines, Apple and Google will not receive identifying information about the user, location data, or information about any other devices the user has been in proximity of. 8. Will my data be monetized by Google or Apple? No, there will be no monetization from this project by Apple or Google. Consistent with well-established privacy principles, both companies are minimizing data used by the system and relying on users' devices to process information. 9. Who will create the apps and where do I find them? Public health authorities will update or create apps which users may install if they choose to participate. Google and Apple will make available, as normal, the public health authority apps for each region in the Play Store and App Store. 10. How will apps get approval to use the system? 
Apps will receive approval based on a specific set of criteria designed to ensure they are only administered in conjunction with public health authorities, meet our privacy requirements, and protect user data. The criteria are detailed separately in agreements that developers enter into to use the API, and are organized around the principles of functionality and user privacy. There will be restrictions on the data that apps can collect when using the API, including not being able to request access to location services, and restrictions on how data can be used. 11. What public health authority can users contact about the app for their region? Google and Apple are currently in discussion with various public health authorities globally to provide them with this technology. Both companies will highlight public health authority apps that have been given access to this technology when they are available. 12. How do users report themselves as positive for COVID-19? The mechanism for allowing users to report themselves as positive will be determined by the relevant public health authority and may vary across regions. For example, some public health authorities may allow users to verify a test result using a PIN code, while others may provide different mechanisms for verification. 13. How does the system know when I have been exposed? The public health authority will define the way in which the app determines if someone has been exposed. To support this the system provides apps with both an estimate of time the user exposure notification, frequently asked questions information subject to copyright. All rights reserved. 6. Has been in contact with someone who has been diagnosed as positive for COVID-19 and the approximate distance between the users. Public health authorities will set a minimum threshold for time spent together, such that a user needs to be within Bluetooth range for at least 5 minutes to register a match. If the contact is longer than 5 minutes, the system will report time in increments of 5 minutes up to a maximum of 30 minutes to ensure privacy. To approximate distance, the system compares the Bluetooth signal strength between the two devices in contact. The closer the devices are, the higher the signal strength recorded. This signal strength can vary significantly based on factors like how the device is being held and as such this only provides an estimate of distance. Conclusion There are many responses to COVID-19 including protecting the vulnerable, building new protocols for daily life to reduce transmission, and containing inevitable local outbreaks of coronavirus. Testing and contact tracing will be critical to this last strategy, especially, in light of the high transmission rate of COVID-19 and exposure notification can be a key addition to the toolbox of public health authorities. As the response to the pandemic evolves, technological solutions will need to continue to adapt as well so the efforts of public health authorities can be amplified. The technical details of the system are described in more detail in the technical white papers available here https colon slash slash google slash inside hyphen google slash company hyphen announcements slash apple hyphen and hyphen google hyphen partner covid hyphen one nine hyphen contact hyphen tracing hyphen technology https colon slash slash okay i tried switching the phone and holding down on the button to record with a different finger Let's see how well that goes. A left-handed, this is a left-handed uh, recording reading. So trying to finish up here with chapter uh, 21.
the realizations that are coming to uh, Edward Snowden in his book, chapter titled Whistleblowing. And I'm pretty sure what we're going to get to here is his his justified reason for uh, meeting the Guardian in Hong Kong and sharing all those documents. Finally, there was an executive branch, quoting Snowden in his book, the primary cause of this constitutional breach. The president's office through the Justice Department had committed the original sin of secretly issuing directives that authorized mass surveillance in the wake of 9-11. Executive outreach was only continued in the decades since. Not was, has. With administrations of both parties seeking to act unilaterally and establish policy directives that circumvent law, policy directives that cannot be challenged, since their classification keeps them from being publicly known, the Constitution system constitutional system only functions as a whole if each of the three branches works as intended. When all three don't just fail, but fail deliberately and with coordination, the result is a culture of impunity. I realized that I w- was crazy to have imagined the Supreme Court or Congress or President Obama So this is where a guy who was heavily campaigned for by his dear wife, Lindsay, and was in charge at the time all this was going down. So I can see where he has turned sour on the Democratic Party. And uh, two of my friends, I tend to be very interested in the Democratic Party as I'm from a dad who was in the union, they have also shared with me the discord in the Democratic Party. But I believe it's in both parties. There's discord in both parties. All you had to do was watch the election of Trump. And now the people in the uh, ultra-conservative side, they didn't want anything to do with him. You know, he wasn't the, the shining star that they wanted representing him. I believe he would have been better off in the Democratic Party. Um, he was once a Democrat. And most people that I talk to about that deny that. So all I have to do is say, check your facts. (laughs) So yeah, here is the realization that he's not happy with the Supreme Court, Congress, or President Obama. Seeking to distance administration from President George W. Bush. Oh, Obama, who was seeking to distance his administration from President George W. Bush. Very interesting. And that he would ever hold the IC legally responsible for anything. It was time to face the fact that the IC believed themselves above the law. And given how broken the process was, they were right. The IC had come to understand the rules of our system better than the people who created it. They used that knowledge to their advantage. The IC, the intelligence community, has hacked the Constitution. And that is on page 233 of the chapter Whistleblowing. And then he gives a long pause. He wants you to think about that. The IC, and I quote, has come to understand the rules of our system better than the people who had created it. And they use that knowledge to their advantage. 
the IC has hacked the Constitution. Page 233. And I'll give you a pause on that. American was born on an act of treason, as Edward Snowden goes on in the whistleblowing. The Declaration of Independence was an outrageous violation of the laws of England, and yet the fullest expression of what the founders call the laws of nature, among which was the right to defy the powers of the day and rebel on point of principle, according to the dictates of one's conscience. The first Americans to exercise this right, the first whistleblowers in American history, appeared one year later in 1777. And I, I have to tell you I identify with this paragraph. At the time, I didn't understand it, but I have a copy of them. And I'm going to share with you. I have them stuck in one of my old journals. As it turns out, I've had quite a bit of journals. And I start journaling and maybe something happened in my life where I wasn't able to settle myself. And um, then I'd stop journaling. But somewhere when I was going through the last remaining of my things, I found something that I just read in the Snowden book. And that was from my dear friend, Mrs. L, did we call her? Anyway, Mrs. L had a name that was very much like uh, any beautiful, fragrant flower. And the etymology on her name was that. She's in the CIA. She's been there. Um, was in her, She was all ready to go before 9-11 and then got in after. That's where I came up with the two interviews by the FBI to make sure that she would be a good candidate. But in some of our conversations, you know, what she mostly talked to me about was May, know your history books, study the history. And look who else is here quoting exactly the same quote that I received, tongue-tied here from reading. I received it from Mrs. L., Mrs. L, or Ms. L, uh, had said to me, and now he's written it in his book. I'll read it again. America was born from an act of treason. The Declaration of Independence was an outrageous violation of laws of England, and yet to the fullest nature what the founders called the laws of nature. The book is called Dan Millman's The Laws of Nature, she told me. It's very important to our history. So she may have been talking about something that she learned in the history or she was already well aware of going to where she was going. And that is people who rebel. People who defy the powers of the day and rebel on point of principle. This could be what our country's coming to. It's amazing when I hear something a couple times, when I hear something one time, Mr. Man, I'm like, "Mm, okay, maybe. But when I hear it twice, and then from two people that were working in the same organization, uh, I got to look at it a few times. And I really got to give it some serious thought.
So page 33, 233 of whistleblowing, the first Americans to exercise the right, the first whistleblowers in American history, appeared one year later in 1777. So you see, our country, his justification, if you ask me, to the title of this chapter is that our country was founded on whistleblowing. And it's justifying him to do his whistleblowing, even though he was charged differently. These men, like so many of the men in my family, were sailors, officers of the Continental Navy, who in defense of their new land had taken to sea during the revolution they'd served on the USS Warren, a 32-gun frigate, under the command of Commodore Isaac Hopkins, the commander-in-chief of the Continental Navy. Hopkins was a lazy and intractable leader who refused to bring his vessel into combat. His officers also claimed to have witnessed him beating and starving British prisoners of war. Ten of the Warren officers, after consulting their, their consciences with barely a thought for their careers, reported all of this up the chain of command, writing to the Marine Committee. And so now he prints the letter uh, that came from the guys who founded our country. Well, in essence, they they rebelled against the laws of England. And it is an expression of what the founders of our country call the laws of nature. By And there is a copy of that. I'm assuming that that's the same thing. Dan Millman has a book called The Laws of Nature, which my dear friend who is in the CIA gave me. She said, you got to read this. You got to know this. So, yeah, I don't know that I have a book, but I do have, like, the laws. I scribed out of the book the however many 10 or 12 laws of nature. I scribed them on paper. I'm like, well, I guess I'm supposed to know this because she said I'm supposed to know this, and she's smarter than I am. (laughs) Yeah, last Thursday... Uh, so what day? Today is Thursday, so they'll ask the new precautions. The, it was a very major hack. It was a guy who had on, like, DJ uh, headphones showing a picture of himself. And he was cursing and making racial slurs. And the names that he got off of the pictures, he was calling them names. Uh, I didn't show my picture. So then that way, uh, I couldn't be susceptible to him targeting the audience. But there was about 200 people in there. It was towards the end of the meeting. I said to my sponsor, uh, what did he hack in? Uh, Just to listen to an AA meeting. And then when they were done talking, he started spewing his garbage. And she said, no, it probably took him that long to hack into the meeting. Yeah, yeah, well, AA wants, uh, you know, to be open. Um, However, the first hacking that I saw was just a guy without a shirt on showing his whole upper torso with his pants below his belly button. But, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. And you could tell it was a young, young kid and he was drinking a Corona. Was he old enough to be drinking a Corona? Probably not. Volume was spewing his garbage. 
Yeah, what was the picture? The picture was a guy like sitting in a studio. Uh, he had a definite uh, professional looking setup there. Like a, like a DJ in a studio when he was a kid. Maybe uh, he borrowed his da dad's studio. I don't know. He <laughs> looked like a professional hacking operation. He looked American. Hey, some of our best, best hackers are American. By who? Jackson can really dance, can he? Sorry, go ahead. I am giving it some thought and some prayer to 
Yeah. Yeah, they, they what's... They can't process it. Exactly. Can you still hear me talking? I have my mask on. Yeah. You're COVID-19. You have been certified as COVID-19 compliant. You can proceed. Information or over. Why do you say that? They need to get tested now. Every one of them. Everyone, as soon as the test is available, everyone needs to be tested because it's going to be the They should test them all. Anything else is just conspiracy theories. Just go get tested and keep our community safe. I like that. That's a short way of saying that 
information was already put out. It's overload to the general public, so they're wanting to just stay in their houses. That is not going to solve the pandemic. Just so you You know, it's not going to solve all this unrest and people running in the streets. Yeah, go and get tested now. Don't be selfish. Well, I don't know where... I got a call, uh, a friend... Some of my uh, Lakeville Connect testing, and and, like at Nicollet out in the parking lot, all you got to do is make an appointment. And uh, I have my ID card. I think they would probably take it. This time might be the last... I think they would. Well, good luck convincing the masses it's not going to cause them to be surveilled. The fact is, the masses are already being surveilled. (laughs) (laughs) Take masses, you know, you have to stay at everyone's level. My level, uh, I remember I totally, completely lost my ERW, my emotional, rational, wise mind. I'm beginning to realize, so yeah, so uh, I got my journal out, I have. Man behind the machine, this is your old pal Jack Nicholson. I would just like to personally thank you for giving me a brain adjustment with all of your special technology. <laughs> thank you for hooking me up to the right doozly doobles and jobbly jobbles, if you know what I mean. Uh, although I did have to uh, strap my brain skull into that contraption, I gotta say, I had uh, one of the greatest times of my life being hooked up to the interwebs, so thank you very much for uh, introducing me to the worldwide uh, let's just say worldwide zeros and ones. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Uh, it was a, it was an experience like none other. And uh, thank you very much for all of your technological wizardry and uh, your highly extensive knowledge about this simulated reality. Take care, buddy. I know times are crazy, but I just wanted to touch base with you and see if you have received the PPP business grant from the government. Um, If not, I can still help you. In addition, a lot of my clients are also taking advantage of SBA's 7A program for their long-term option. It's got loan amounts up to $2 million, 10 to 30-year terms, and rates as low as 6%. So go ahead and give me a call. Um, I want to go over the rest of the details with you of the program and see how it would benefit you. I can be reached at 972-500-7000.